Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. What a great day it is today. What a great show this is going to be. What a great couple days we have coming up for you. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Coulter Nuana's coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport here in Missoula, the corner of Stevenson Mount. Also, you can check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. By visiting online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Time to get to today. It's going to be a really fun show. We're going to get things kicked off with a guy I've known for a lot of my life and a guy i got a lot of respect for, a guy that has a phenomenal story. It's Robert Rides at the Door. He is one of our inductees for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. He professionally goes by Robert Door, which uh, we'll get into the name and and. 
sort of the opportunities that have come about from uh, certain decisions that he's made in his life. But he served as the, uh, in multiple roles, really, um, but he served as uh, a liaison for the, uh, for the Washington Redskins and a wonderful representative, a guy that's from Browning, Montana, a guy that uh, grew up on the Blackfeet Reservation and a guy that most prominently was the director of guest experience at FedEx Field in Washington, D.C. Uh, that's the highest position a Native American has held in the National Football League since Jim Thorpe was the president of the NFL back in 1920. So, Robert, one of our inductees in the contributors category in the Montana Football Hall of Fame. I also go uh, way back with several of his relatives, so I've known Robert since I was a kid. Uh, so we'll welcome him in here in about 10 minutes. Very much looking forward to uh, having Robert on the show. We're also going to have Rajib Seabrook in the house. He'll join us about 4.30 and then ride with us till the end. We're going to talk a little Michael Ray Richardson. We'll hear from uh, legendary Grizz basketball coach Jim Brandenburg. Just about three and a half minutes of his memories of Michael Ray Richardson when Michael Ray was playing for the Montana Grizzlies. Michael Ray Richardson will be at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino along with George Gervin. Artis Gilmore, Calvin Murphy, and Otis Birdsong, a meet and greet for the grand opening of the Gray Wolf Peak Casino Sports Bar. So very much looking forward to that. We've given you history lessons on the other four guys. Here's the history lesson on the fifth guy, the one that has the closest ties to Missoula and Montana. So we'll hear from Jim Brandenburg on that note. And also Rajim will share some memories about Michael Ray because he famously and infamously played for the New York Knickerbockers. And Rajim hails from New York, a, uh, I guess a recovering Knicks fan. I know he was a big Knicks fan for a lot of his life. I know that uh, they've scarred him quite a bit, so he, he's trying to get back into it. But he'll have some memories of Michael Ray when he was playing for the Knicks. We'll also give you a transfer portal update, including... The news of the day, again, involving one of the same guys that's involved recently, Gabe Solser, former Montana Grizzly. He is transferring. We reported that at Skyline Sports last week. Gabe Solser has found a home. He lands in the Big 12 at the University of Texas. And uh, I guess Texas on the way to the SEC, but not quite yet. And Gabe Solser will play next year uh, at the University of Texas in the Big 12. So impressive for the former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. We'll talk a little bit about that with Reggie. Top of the hour, we'll get, start getting you set up for the NFL Draft. We have the NFL Draft live here on Nuanas, or excuse me, on ESPN Radio, ESPN Missoula, uh, starting about 6 o'clock. So that's when the first round gets kicked off. So we'll do plenty of draft coverage. We'll do some more buy-sell when it comes to the draft. Um, Rajim will have some of his thoughts on the draft. Then we'll also talk NFL draft and NBA playoffs, plus a little bit more of a preview of tomorrow's traveling radio show from the Gray Wolf Peak Casino and uh, what we expect, what we look forward to hanging out with some of those Hall of Fame basketball players. So there you go. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any questions you have in the real estate world in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Two pieces of news for you. About five minutes away from welcoming in Robert Rides at the Door uh, as part of our Montana Football Hall of Fame interview series. But first, news last night. Missoula Hellgate in the market for a new football coach. Mick Morris steps down as Hellgate's football coach after six seasons. Mick Morris has taken an administrative position. I hear assistant principal position at Helena Capital High School. Uh, I imagine he probably gets into the mix coaching there as well, although Capital has an established head coach. Um, but an interesting analysis for a tenure, to be sure, because if you just look at the record 
eight and 46, you think, man, that's uphill sled, and that's a tough job for for Coach Morris. But then you realize what Hellgate football has been leading up to uh, Mick Morris. Hellgate really struggled uh, in the latter part of Jeff Don's career and then through uh, pretty much the entire 21st century. Hellgate went 11 and 112. That's right. They lost 112 of 123 games between 2004 and 2016. Mick Morris's first season, they were in such dire number constraints that they had to play JV, so they basically took an 0-11 as a forfeit for that varsity season. The following year, 2017, Mick Morris's second season at the helm, they again went defeated 0-10. So there's 21 losses on the record before you even really get an opportunity to get the thing rolling at all. And then a couple years ago, 2018, I had just been back in Missoula a little bit at that moment, but Raleigh Wooster, who's now playing basketball at the University of Utah, and a really talented class, they put Hellgate and they broke through. They snapped the 57-game losing streak. They beat Great Falls CMR. And then I remember being at their game against Billings Skyview the next week, and they won again. And it was their first winning streak in over a decade, and it was like they won the state championship. And, uh, I mean, great celebration to be sure. It was a moment that uh, had taken a ton of work and a ton of rebuild. So that's all to say that Hellgate won eight games over the last um, three seasons. And uh, so, I mean... when you go from 57 losses in a row, winning a couple every year, and, and more, more importantly, being competitive, uh, putting a varsity product on the field, uh, important. And uh, we've always liked Coach Morris around here. He was kind enough to join us as part of our Garden City Spotlight interview uh, series each Friday. So uh, happy trails to him. I hope he keeps coaching because he's a very good coach. Uh, a lot of outpouring on Twitter from some of Hellgate's top athletes. I mean, he coached several guys that are going to college. Ian Finch had a nice tribute. Uh, tweet to Coach Morris, Ian Finch, of course, at Hellgate now, going to go to the Grizz here uh, this upcoming fall. Uh, Raleigh Wooster, Tommy Nielsen, guys that are college-level athletes tweeting about uh, Mick Morris. So hopefully he remains in coaching. He's always been great to us. Uh, and uh, I think it was just a move that was more about his day job. You know, you don't make you don't make hardly any money coaching high school football, uh, but you, you do make a little bit of a living as an administrator at the high school level. So hopefully. Hopefully uh, that professional transition uh, goes well for Coach Morris, and uh, thanks to him for all the good stuff he's done for us. Also, we mentioned it there, but the news of the day today, this broken by Kyle Hansen of MTN Sports, Gabe Solser on his way to the Big 12. He will graduate transfer to the University of Texas, and uh, we wish Gabe happy trails. He told us in a text message that uh, he appreciated his time in Montana, really loved it, really loved his teammates, and uh, that he was just looking for a fresh start and looking forward to a fresh start, and that he wanted to try his hand at the top level of college football. And uh, here he is, the Billings senior product, the former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. He is headed to the University of Texas uh, as a graduate transfer. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're streaming and or listening on the new SWX, or excuse me, the new ESPN Montana app. It's a great way to stream the show, both live and archived. So go download it if you haven't already. And if you have, sweet, share it with all your friends. A uh, great way to follow along here. 
uh, at ESPN Radio, whether you're listening to Nuanas now or watching in on Grizzly Lacrosse, which uh, they have a conference and then national tournaments coming up, or whether it's next fall and winter, uh, tune in to Grizz Hockey. Go get that ESPN Montana app. You can also always stream the show on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, call us or text us, 406 1029 You're going to want to remember that number because we have a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market coming up here in about 35 minutes. Time now, though, to continue our Montana Football Hall of Fame interview series. And we go down the Rangers Brothers RV phone line and welcome in a good friend of mine and one of our inductees in this year's Montana Football Hall of Fame class, He's Robert Rides of the Door, a guy who worked for the Washington Redskins, now Washington football team, for more than a decade, and a guy I've known a long time in my life. Robert, thank you so much for being with us, man. How you doing? Hey, hello, Montana. I'm doing fantastic. It's so exciting Glad to have to be you here. It's so exciting to have you on the show. It's always fun and funny the way life comes full circle. I remember getting to know you back when I was a little kid, and and my brother was playing baseball with Michael Lavalley, who's uh, one of your nephews, and uh, we've grown up alongside a lot of guys from your family, and your guys' family lineage is so deep here in Montana. So many great people uh, f- from y- your part of the of the woods, your your tribe. So we're so happy to have you here on the show. Uh, let's start. Uh, at the most recent end, which is kind of the parlay point into you being inducted in the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and that's your role uh, in Washington, your role with the professional football team in Washington. You worked there uh, for more than 15 years. So tell us about just that role. We'll get back to how you got there, how you got into it, but just broadly tell people when you were working for the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, what was it like? What were you doing? What was sort of your daily ins and outs as you were working in the National Football League? Oh, I was I was living the dream. It was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Um, Washington Commanders, by the way. <laughs> That's right. Um, I keep forgetting but, that they've finally picked a name. I'm, I'm going to have to get used to this. The uh, Washington Commanders, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I've had trouble keeping up with them as well. But, you know, I, I was a director of operations for the stadium. I, my job was primarily engaging, uh, making sure everything was in order on game day from the fan experience to uh, staff, I was responsible for about 5,000 people on game day. And um, really, I mean, it was just floating every day. I remember the very first game I had as an official employee of my favorite team in the whole wide world. Um, I probably slept for three hours and woke up and was, I was able to do about a 15 hour day, but I was floating on clouds. It didn't matter. So um, I appreciated every day on the job and, and really, I'm grateful, and, and, and looking back on the experience, it was probably the greatest experience of my life. So it was a dream come true. Another entry point uh, to a larger conversation that we can give the people is I introduced you as Robert Rides at the Door, and that's who I know you as so well, as the son of Darnell and Smokey, who I've got to know well over my life as well. Uh, but you also professionally went by Robert Door for quite some time. So tell people sort of the origin point of that story and maybe how that had an influence on this uh, living the dream in the National Football League. You know, everybody's got their pillars and their support system, and, and mine are my parents. It starts with them. My dad was, uh, his story is unique in itself, but he, him and my mom are the reasons that I am the person I am today because we're firmly grounded in culture and who we are, right? They raised me in, in the traditional ways of the Blackfeet, Bikani way, and, and really that, that's your foundation. And, and so I carried that through my professional life and, and through anything that I did. A lot of people talk about two worlds that we as Native Americans face or people of color that we face growing up. And through your professional career and your ascension, 
You know, you have to um, balance the two worlds that you live in, the one uh, tribal world in my case, and then the non-tribal world, where if you're successful on both, you can, you can manage both. But what I discovered over my journey was the third component, which is the spiritual component. Um, I had to lean into my spirituality when I faced adversity all along. And one of those things was my name, right? Growing up, uh, there was pockets of racist or even discrimination where if you said your full name or an Indian surname, and I'm sure people like, you know, the Hispanic people with their Spanish surname have faced similar situations, or if you pronounce your full name, um, it wasn't looked at too favorably if they didn't know your culture. So my grandfather figured it out a, a long time ago to use just door. Mm-hmm. And, and it was crazy how many doors, pun intended or not, uh, opened up for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, credit was approved and bank loans were approved and college applications, job interviews. The whole world pretty much opened up. And then if you if you sounded like the guy on the 5 o'clock news, you know, uh, on the phone, <laughs> it pretty much got you in the door. It is so interesting. And I remember uh, your father, Smokey, telling me the origin story of uh, your last name, Rides at the Door, and the translation from uh, the Blackfeet language. And I remember just being floored as a teenager how cool I thought that was. So tell people about that part of it because it is sort of a, an interesting and fun sort of history of, of, a, of a surname. Absolutely. And that's a fun story. We did a project in school and I was fascinated. I was about eight years old. They, everybody asked, you know, the white teacher asked us, how did you guys get your name? So everybody had to go home and figure out how they got their name. So it was a great bonding time with my parents. And the story, the short version is my grandfather went down to the enemy tribe, which was the Crow at the time. And, and, um, you, you received a name at birth, but you also received a different name for prestigious act. And in this case, he went and stole the best horse in the crow camp, which was tied to the chief's door, and uh, rode off into the sunset. And um, the translation is, he who rides the best horse from the enemy's door, right? Lots mm-hmm. of translation. Mm-hmm. And so the fun part of that story is, as he's riding on the best horse at a camp, these crows are chasing him over the rims, and he falls off the horse into a bush, and then a rabbit comes out of the bush, and these crows get over, and they look over, and they go, oh, my goodness. This guy's got magic medicine, so we're not messing with that. We'll just write that horse off. And so um, that's kind of the fun part of that story. But, you know, that 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 really is, is the uniqueness of our name. And a lot of our tribal members, a lot of tribal members across the country, across the globe, have yeah. similar stories. You know, there's my friends that walks over ices, and there's, there's middle riders. There's Earl Old Person was, you know, his name's good tons of meaning so for us it's it's significant names have power and and um you know i've i've been asked i've asked myself why don't i go by rides at the door anymore and uh i guess i'll have to answer that question later but you know i'll, I'll answer to robert door a lot of people know me robert door in the professional world so balance of both worlds i guess uh, no question absolutely robert rides at the door robert door either way he's joining us here on nuanas now espn radio swx montana television or maybe you're streaming in on the espn montana app robert is one of our inductees for the Montana Football Hall of Fame this year. The event gets kicked off June 24th in Billings. Got a golf tournament rolling on uh, that Friday, June 24th, and then the induction ceremony June 25th. So we'll have a meet and greet at 5 p.m. at the Billings Convention Center and Hotel uh, there in the Magic City, and then at 6 p.m. the event starts. It's the biggest reunion in Montana football and very excited to have Robert and his family involved uh, in this. Thanks so much for tuning in here on ESPN Radio. And Robert, I want to talk to you sort of about the the 
meaning of sports when it comes to, first of all, being in Montana. And that's one thing I love about this show is we talk sports all the way around the state of Montana. And we talk all the sports from all the different places. And it's, it's so fun. And the passion for sports in Montana is so deep. But there's also a, a distinct relationship between sports and Native American peoples in Montana. And I, I remember interviewing your, your mom, Darnell, for a story I did about Leo Davis, uh, who played Monta- football at Montana State. And Darnell did such a great job of explaining sort of the coming-of-age ceremony that sports have become in America, in Montana, but specifically that are used for Native peoples in Montana, and how so often that mechanism is basketball. Uh, but... In so many different ways, your family has gravitated towards football, both Leo and Ryan Davis playing at Montana State and uh, yourself involved in football in high school and then eventually working in the NFL. So just tell us about that sort of parallel. At first, it seems like sports are such an identifying thing for Native peoples just like they are for Montanans, but also uh, why football? Why, Why has that been something that you've been drawn to throughout your life? Well, the easy answer is diet. Us Davis boys, us door boys, we uh, we're big boys. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's so funny. I asked, I saw Leo. I ran into Leo a couple years after he had been done playing football at Montana State, and he lost a bunch of weight. Still a huge dude, but he was probably weighing three hundred pounds by the time he was a senior, and he probably lost 60, 80 pounds. And I said, uh, "What have you been doing, man?" And he's like, "Well, back when I was playing football, I could eat whatever I want. Now I decided I just you know <laughs> eat two less pieces of fried bread or have two five less tacos, and I'm I'm uh, I'm doing a little, pretty good." So. Pretty interesting. Your your cousin had good stories about that exact same uh, element for sure. I used to feed him crackers and milk in Hawaii when we lived out there, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. But right. I, I guess to answer your question, we we come from a long line of, of of warriors. You know, culturally, traditionally, Pixie Kip was my grandfather and great uncle. That uh, he was drafted by the Detroit Lions. He played for Western Montana College, and not a lot of people realize the history of that. But that's my lineage. Sean Heavyrunner played for the Grizz, right? Leo and and Doug and and, those, and Doug was my hero. Doug and Tim, my uncles, were my hero growing up. And Doug was really the one that made me notice football in the '80s. Work, you know, for Bill Hanna at a cut bank, and you know they start to make football a, a, a in Browning. Right, a bunch of bunch of runners and basketball players in Browning, but football with us big boys, we you know we need, we got to run over people, and uh, you know then a couple Catholic boys from Butte, Montana showed up. The Schultes, Steve and Pat, who uh, showed me how to play football and and really built a strong program there and got us back to um, the winning ways. We made the pro, uh, the playoffs for the first time, and uh, you know running the option and, and throwing the ball down deep and, and, and knocking some people in the dirt. Right. I went head-to-head with some of those Anaconda boys like the Hewitts, and uh, that was fun. And we got to knock some heads. So uh, just just taking our, our, our build and, and building a, a program around that was, was fantastic. So football, for me, showed me um, how to play with emotion and uh, really put us on the map in, in Browning, Montana, put to, to um, you know, strap them up and, and, and uh, get down with some Montana boys. So interesting, too, because right before we came back, uh, t- to uh, introduce you, we heard an ad uh, for the Montana Football Hall of Fame voiced by none other than Brent Musburger. And I got a chance to meet yeah. Brent Musburger last year at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. And I felt so honored when he told me that he had listened to the show before, talking about a dream come true from a small-town Montana guy. But you had a similar story about how Brent Musburger kind of showed you the level that uh, Montanans can rise to uh, on the national level. 
You know that that velvety velvety voice of Brent Musburger was, oh, yeah. was attention grabber on Sunday Sunday football. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the NFL on CBS. I'll never forget that I used to, I was glued to the TV on Sunday watching NFL football up on the reservation, and they did a story. It's a great story. Um, all the broadcasters from New York and CBS and the National Network went back to their hometown. And it was a Thanksgiving story, and Brent Musburger, they went to him, and he was on the standing on the rims in Billings, Montana. He says, hello, everybody. I'm from Billings, Montana. I was just floored. I'm like, Montana boys can do that? We're allowed to, 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 to make it in the big time? I want to do that. And so Brent never re- – he doesn't realize it, and I get a chance to talk to him. I'm going to tell him this story that we – he's the reason – of uh, lighting a fire, inspiration, a Montana boy inspiring a non- another Montana boy. And it come full circle. When my rise to the NFL happened, I began to reach out. There was There's still other Montana boys deep within the NFL and, and the business operation side of things, coaching, playing on the field. And so Brent, for me, was, was total inspiration, and, and he doesn't even know it, just inspiring a local Montana boy. And I think that's what we do. We cherish that. And, and uh, the old Montana way, the old you know, grit and grip, um, you do you do uh, work by uh, handshake is is still alive and well. I try to tell people in the East Coast, the big cities, stuff like that, how we conduct business. And uh, um, but I never lost my Montana roots, man, and, I, and I'm proud of that. Robert Dorr joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Appreciate you tuning in, no matter where you're at in the world. Montana Football Hall of Fame coming up June 24th, June 25th. Robert, part of our induction ceremony, so this is part of our interview series leading up to uh, that induction ceremony. And so you mentioned all these influences that had you interested and keen on uh, a life in professional football, but how do you chase those dreams, and and how did this all come to fruition with you then going on to work uh, in Washington in the NFL? You know, it's it's, it's God. It's... it's, um... It's it's when opportunity meets uh, when preparation meets opportunity, and, and, and also your network. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about one of my best friends growing up, Don Wetzel Jr. That 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 cat, you know, he's such an upbeat guy. He's doing some wonderful things for the kids in Montana today. Uh, he was a great athlete. He went all over the, you know, and and we grew up together. We grew up banging on the court together, but. He and I created a network, and we began to really um, focus on sports entertainment. And he was uh, he, he was fortunate. He gave me an opportunity to meet people within the Washington Redskins organization, and and uh, we began to talk. And and so that opportunity led into um, hiring me as a professional, not as a token Indian or anything like that. So they needed to learn about us. They needed to understand where we come from. But I also brought a level of expertise and experience, where 98.9 percent of what I did focused on my skills and expertise as a professional. And uh, and it's thanks to people like Donnie and, and, and other people in my network seizing those opportunities when they come. And that didn't come without sacrifice, Coulter. That, there was a lot of sacrifice that went along with that from people that don't agree with your path, people that are jealous of your path or whatever. But there's also a great support system. And then the sacrifices of, of time away from family once you make it to the top, right? So my dream was to make it to the top in the NFL. And, and one day after a, a Monday night football game, you turn your TV off at home as a fan and go to bed at 1030 at night if you're sitting in Billings, Montana. I was the first in, first out. And, and my responsibility in NFL was shutting down the stadium. So I wouldn't get home till 4 o'clock in the morning. And that morning I woke up to go do it all over again because you don't get a day off in the NFL. I looked in my, my wife and my kids. My, I, my kids had gotten older, 
And I began to realize that the sacrifices that I was making following a dream um, were colliding with missing out on being a dad, being a husband. And that was important to me. And, and, and that was an emotional time to, to go, the shelf life has, has expired. I'm coming to an end. And it's now time to give my kids a chance to who they can become. But I'll leave you with this. My kids are 10 years ahead of where I will, was at their age. My son can walk into a stadium and say, I can run this place. He doesn't look at himself as an Indian. He looks at himself as a capable Montana boy individual that can run a major corporation, right? And that's, that's what I want to focus on is building those kids, not only mine, but other Montana kids. Maybe I can inspire a kid or two to reach higher. And, and, you know, today that's what I'm really focused on is, is now looking at giving a hand up because that's what I was taught is once you make it, you turn around and you, and you offer a hand up. So all those sacrifices, all those haters, and all those people that maybe didn't believe in you, um, you know, how's that working out for you? But I still open, leave the door open to help them. So as it, I, I still hasn't hit me that I'm in the Montana Hall of Fame. It probably won't. I don't feel like I deserve it. But at the same time, you know, to be amongst an elite class of individuals in Montana lore uh, history is, is just fantastic. I'm just, I'm just over the moon. But I wouldn't be there without those people in my support system, my network, and, and you know, and, and my strength, my wife, right? I can't forget her. She put up with a lot. She gave up a career to follow mine. Mm-hmm. That, I'll never, ever forget that. So, so you know. Folks will see, if you're a fan, you'll see a lot of the glitz and the glamour of the NFL and, and all that goes with it. But I can tell you, Dane Fletcher and I had a conversation, the amount of sacrifices after the lights are turned off and when you're icing and, and when your feet hurt or, or, you know, you just, that after-hour stuff that, that requires you to um, really dig deep. Not a lot of people see the blood, sweat, and tears that go on. So lots to, um, you know, the rise, sacrifices, but... At the end of the day, I would do it all over again. No question. I would do it every day. You know, there, I, I met some fantastic people when I left the NFL, when I left the Redskins. Um, staff was crying. Staff was crying. There was there, a, a great man that I respect. He told me, he says, I'm a changed man because of you, Robert Doerr. And that meant I did something right, right? And that, that's what's most important is impacting lives to me. And, um, you know, accolades, you don't set out for accolades, but I guess when you receive them, it probably means you're doing something right or did something right along the way, right? I, I think every athlete, every professional will probably say the same thing. Well, making us all proud, making your family proud, and uh, very proud to know you, my man. Congratulations again, Montana Football Hall of Fame. Coming up in June, Robert Rides at the Door, Robert Dory, Browning native, joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio Thanks for being here, man. It was great hearing from you, and uh, can't wait to catch up again soon. But in the meantime, be well. Ton to be proud of, and congratulations again. Thank you. God bless you. There you go. Man, life's surreal. I first met Robert when I was probably like, I don't know, 13, 14 years old. I thought he was the coolest guy. He was always hanging out with my brother and my brother's best buddy, Mike Lavalley, who uh, is related to Robert and... Uh, now here we are inducting him into the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and uh, he's with me on ESPN Radio, and it's amazing the things that life brings to you. Uh, that was fun. Uh, that was that was wonderful insight into a rise of a guy who's done a lot for himself, a lot for his family, a lot for his people. So uh, remember, one more time, the Montana Football Hall of Fame, June 24th and 25th, golf, 
the 24th, but then the big show, the induction ceremony, the 25th. The meet and greet starts at 5 p.m. on Friday, and or excuse me, on Saturday evening, June 25th, and then uh, the event starts at 6. Tickets are $100 or $800 for a table. You can get tickets at all Universal Athletic stores across the state of Montana. And you can also find tickets at mtfootballhof.com. That's mtfootballhof.com, a star-studded class, including Robert Rides at the Door, Browning native, who worked for the Washington Redskins for 15 years. How about a history lesson on one of the all-time greatest Grizzlies? The man who took over for Judd Heathcote, Jim Brandenburg, says he's the best. Let's learn about Michael Ray after this. Keep it right here. Nuan is now. ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Missoula Hellgate head football coach Mick Morris is stepping down. Hello, I am Coulter Duanis. Morris, who has been Hellgate's head coach for six seasons, has taken an assistant principal position at Helena Capital. Morris posted an 8-46 and record while the head coach at Hellgate, a mark that doesn't completely tell the story of one of Class AA's most difficult jobs. The Knights won just 11 total games against 112 losses between 2004 and 2016 when Morris first took over. Morris's first year, Hellgate had to play a junior varsity schedule, and the following year, the Knights went 0-10. In September of 2018, Raleigh Wooster, now a basketball player at the University of Utah, Morris and the Knights stood a 28-20 win over Great Falls CMR, snapping a 57-game losing streak. Following week, the Knights beat Billings Skyview, making the team's first winning streak in more than a decade. Morris, a Butte native, spent three seasons leaving Conrad before taking the Hellgate job, which included a semifinal run in the Class B playoffs in 2014. The NFL Draft begins tonight at 6 p.m. Full coverage can be heard right here on ESPN Radio. Former Montana State do-everything star Troy Anderson is expected to be one of the first 75 players selected. The Dillon product was an All-American at four positions, including most recently at outside linebacker, and will likely be the highest-drafted player out of the Big Sky Conference since Eastern Washington's Cooper Cuff went in the third round of the 2016 draft through the Los Angeles Rams. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. So I made my wife. Said I'd die alone. I told that she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Got a safe that's full of Franklin's and a shoulder full of stripes. I don't know what like my Are you doing like your your best Kai Tutel impression? Or what's going on here? Rajim comes rolling in here. He's got the, the standard dance moves, but he's got not one but two bananas. <laughs> Remember Kai Tutel? How many bananas this kid could eat? Well, there's some off-mic jokes we can make about that. Uh, <laughs> our, our old great co- colleague and co-host, Ryan Tutel, 
when uh, we would be on uh, baby daddy duties, we would when Kai, <laughs> when Kai was a little man, we would see how many bananas he could eat. I think as a like two year old, one time he ate like three bananas in one sitting. It was amazing to see. Uh, anyways, getting your potassium in. Welcome back to Wanda's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. My main man, Rajiv Seabrook, in hey. studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It's the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. How does that, does that help you? That does, man. Okay, okay, because I got the headphone over here, too. There's We got all sorts of buttons here. We've only been doing this for like five years, and we still have no idea which buttons are here. We've only been in this building for three. You know, we just get two hours of reps every day. Still can't figure it out. What's going on, dude? I haven't seen you in a little bit. Well, this is the first time I've seen you in here in a minute because the last couple of times you swung by, we've been down at Brett's RV Marine. Totally. We're back in the cozy confines right. of Radio Way. Hey, we figured out how to open this window. Dude, I know. We got. The, we both got the multiple texts. Right? Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> For those so that big. don't know, this studio is very warm. And oh, buddy. Studio should never be warm, whether it's recording studio, television studios, radios, because you got equipment in here and the equipment gets heated up and then... Colster starts sweating, I start perspiring, then we smell like a middle school locker room. It's horrible, folks. But Michaela found the way to jimmy jack this uh, window open, and for the first time in five years, we are going to breathe. I love it. Fresh air. What's been going on? What you been up to? Just living. Uh, you know, I eating my fruit, eight pieces of fruit every day. Let's go. That's your deal? Every eight day. Pe- eight eight pieces. pieces of fruit nice. every day, man. Every nice. day. Yeah. It keeps, um, it keeps me away from wanting to eat. Like the na- like the stuff I really want to eat but sure. don't need to have. For so sure. this is stuff I need to have so I don't eat what I want. You know what I'm saying? Reverse psychology on the stomach. We, you got to love it. How about this? We got the return. One of your favorite giveaways. A six-pack of beer and a sandwich Ooh-wee. from Warden's Market. We do this every Thursday. It's sort of a, a moving target what time we do it at. Well, we're doing it right now. Caller number 5, 406 888 1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. You call us right now. You're calling number five. You get a six pack of beer of your choice, a sandwich of your choice from Warden's Market down there on the corner of Spruce and Higgins, one of the coolest places to hang out in all of Missoula. Definitely some of the best sandwiches and probably the best craft beer selection you'll find anywhere as well. So this is a treat. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. The day we've been talking about for a couple weeks now, it's been fun because uh, we, we've wanted to promote the event to be sure. But also, uh, I love just talking historical things, especially maybe historical things that are from a little bit farther in the past than the contemporary uh, conversation gravitates towards. And 70s NBA and ABA basketball players are a little bit farther in the past than uh, a lot of NBA lore that we talk about. And tomorrow at the Grey Wolf Peak Casino, they're hosting a meet and greet and grand opening for their new sports bar, up there uh, on Evero Hill. A couple of the guests include the Iceman George Gervin, Artis Gilmore, mm. Calvin Murphy, mm. Otis Birdsong, and then the mm. last guy who we haven't given you a history lesson about yet, it's Michael Ray Richardson. Michael Ray was at the University of Montana then was the number four overall pick for the New York Knicks. He ended up playing nine seasons in the NBA, averaged 15 points per game during that time, but it was a very checkered, controversial uh, and largely disappointing career, despite just because of how talented he really was. But I do mm. think that that's the part of the legend and of the part of the memory that gets told a lot when it comes to Michael Ray Richardson. Uh oh, we got a little car alarm going on. Someone's getting jacked. <laughs> but 
I think that people around the state of Montana remember his time here, but I don't know if the, the national media tells that story as much. So Michael Ray Richardson came here to play for Judd Heathcote, who was a Hall of Fame coach, went from Montana to Michigan State, where then he recruited Magic Johnson there, won the 1979 National Championship. But uh, Michael Ray Richardson was also on NCAA tournament teams uh, the last two years of the Heathcote era before he went to Michigan State. And then Richardson was one of the great players in the Big Sky Conference when Jim Brandenburg took over as Montana's head coach. Michael Ray, as a junior, averaged 19.2 points, 8.6 rebounds, and 3.6 assists for the Grizzlies. And then as a senior, 24.2 points, 6.9 rebounds, and Montana won 20 games capturing the Big Sky Conference regular season title. For his career, 17.1 points per game, which is the second best mark in the history of Montana basketball. And uh, Richardson, though, most famed for being the highest draft pick in the history of the Big Sky Conference from basketball. Yes, that's right. Higher than Damian Lillard. He went number four overall in that uh, 1978 draft. You grew up in New York City. Do you remember Michael Ray as a player? Buddy, I do. Actually, I've, I need to find it. I have a picture of me and Michael Ray, um, two of them, uh, when I was a younger guy. Yep. Uh, and then, again, I met him again here. Uh, he came back for something for the university. Sure, and I yeah. met him here. And, uh, yeah, interesting guy. Uh, like you said, checkered. Strange times, and I, I almost wanted to interrupt you, like the player or just society. For sure, right? Because right, to right, me, totally, uh, totally, Michael totally. Ray Richardson was just very reflective no of, of of many uh, people in society in America. Just got caught up in the whirlwind of, of a great many. America was in flux for sure uh, in the in mid late seventies. Well, then there was a time and place element to it as well, because not Absolutely. not only was uh, like you say, America's in flux. That was a very tumultuous and wild time in New York City. Um, Most and, major cities, actually, for sure. And but to be uh, when New York City was like almost unquestionably the the, the, the king of the exposure, dingiest. World. Yeah, but but also <laughs> like New York, New York still it, but it was it 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 in the late seventies and early nineteen eighties. And so then for this young kid who hailed from Detroit, but then came to to college here in Michigan, or excuse me, in Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is when you're a four-time All-Star by the time you're only 25 and you play in New York City, that's a lot of uh, lures for uh, for a young man. A lot of lures and a lot of lures to get stuck onto. The uh, the barbarous natures of, of people, uh, especially in, in New York in the 70s, it was just, it was opportunistic. Um, you had, you had post, you had the first 10-year post-civil rights. You had a, a heroin epidemic. You had a cocaine and crack epidemic on the horizon. Um, social reform in this country, especially in New York, was crazy. They opened up the gates to Bellevue, which led to the big 80s homeless explosion. Yep. Also added to the AIDS epidemic in New York as well. So they were just uh, tumultuous things going on yeah. in New York. And then if you had money on top of that, I mean... Cocaine was almost socially accepted. For sure. And 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 uh, guys that were coming out of the ABA were coming out loaded. And, I've, and for sure. pun intended, if you get what I'm saying, for the yeah. folks at home. And uh, that crossed over into the NBA once the merger happened. And guys like Michael Ray Richardson got caught up in that, as did many other great athletes. It's like my brother Brooks always tries to remind people, too, though, is sometimes when people have prodigious potential, we sometimes then even if they are just adequate as a professional athlete, we somehow pin them as failure. And, of course, there was a lot of pitfalls in Michael Ray Richardson's career, including all the way leading up to him eventually getting suspended from the NBA for life. Yet, 
<laughs> when you say a guy from the University of Montana was a five-time NBA All-Star and averaged 15 points per game for his career, scored 20 a game in the league for multiple seasons, hard to say that guy's a failure. Yeah, that's like saying, you know, uh, Jawan Howard didn't have a great career. Sure, right. He was there for 22 years, sitting on cash. Uh, right, exactly. That's what Kwame Brown always says, too. He's like, yo, you think I was a failure because I was the number one pick out of high school? He's like, yo, I played for 13 years in the NBA. You could say whatever you want about me. I bought my grandma and my mom's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what's, what's your measurement of failure? <laughs> for sure, exactly. You know what is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. That's all to say, though, the best years of Michael Ray's career were likely at Montana, just in terms of his overall a dominance of the level of competition. And he was certainly one of the fan favorites ever to play for the Grizzlies during the height of his career at Montana. That was when basketball was king in Missoula, and it was one of the best basketball atmospheres in the West United States at that time. A couple years ago, we released a, a podcast series, which I remain one of the most proud uh, pieces of content we've ever produced here at ESPN Radio. Grizz Great's The Coaching Tree. And we chronicled that entire Judd Heathcote coaching tree, and we did podcast interviews about 45 minutes to an hour with each of the men that followed Heathcote. Heathcote passed away a couple years ago, but we heard from Jim Brandenburg all the way through Travis DeCure with all the great other coaches in between like Mike Montgomery and Stu Morrill, Wayne Tickle, Larry Kristoviak, Don Holst, and Blaine Taylor. Jim Brandenburg, though, was Michael Ray Richardson's coach. He helped recruit him to Montana when Heathcote was still here, and then... He was the head coach for Michael Ray's junior and senior years at Montana. Here's just a couple minutes from our Grizz Greats, the coaching tree episode with Jim Brandenburg, all about Michael Ray Richardson. Richardson was a young guy when you guys played UCLA, but then his junior and senior year were were when you were the head coach. So inheriting a roster that had him on it. At what point did you, I mean, I know you knew that he was special even coming out of high school, but at what point did you realize that this guy was truly special, that this guy could go on to become a, a top five pick in the NBA draft and, and uh, an NBA all-star. He had long arms, big hands, and loved to play basketball. And in and, and, and practice, uh, games, he played full bore. And uh, he loved to play and a uh, good player. And he just kept getting better all the time. He kept getting better even when he got to the NBA, but then his, his rise and fall was something that was uh, sort of public and I know that's something that was hard for him and and people that have been around him to deal with so what did you think of just the way that his NBA career played out I felt badly and you know here, here was a young kid you know went, went to the University of, uh, of Montana from a high school there in, in Denver you know he just had a mother that was I believe she was a nurse and worked all the time so he never really had much much family to really uh, you know you know give him some some uh, solidarity and he goes in the nba and so he's drafted by the new york knicks well new york knicks is a very you know fabulous you know pro basketball team in the biggest city in the country and here's this young kid he goes in there and at the time they had uh, uh, I forgot I forgot who it was, but the guy was really an old coach, and Michael Ray was a young guy, and this older coach, uh, you know, he just kind of had the ways of the pros, and uh, Michael Ray was, you know, eighteen, nineteen years old, and the first year out of Denver and Missoula, Montana, and now he's in New York City, and they had no security, you know, watching those young players or anything else. And so Michael, you know, just got caught up in the the notoriety and the the fame that he got early on as a 
as a player in New York City, and his lifestyle just changed and just just uh, just destroyed him. Red Holzman, the coach uh, for the New York Knicks, I believe. Yes, it was Red Holzman. Yep, that is sort of the end of the story. But his just his talent was so profound. And so, where do you think he ranks amongst all-time Montana Grizzlies? Do you think he's the greatest Montana Grizzly of all time? It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us some of the most spectacular things you ever saw him do, because when you watch the highlight films, especially from the NBA, I mean, he was just on a different level than almost anybody. What are some of the things you remember him doing in Montana? He was fantastic uh, with the basketball, you know, to penetrate and shoot the ball at all angles in and around the basket. He could shoot on the perimeter or, or at the mid-range or, or at the basket because he had long arms and... Uh, he was, and he was a great rebounder, and he, he was a great defensive player. He had all the cards, and so in the second year, he's all-NBA, all-pro. It's unheard of. His adulation and uh, recognition in the city of New York really got to him, and they just didn't have the proper supervision with the professional team. And he just got outside of his boundaries and just got out of control and started drinking and and just got out of control and uh, traded him. And I think he went to uh, New Jersey, but he was on a downward skid, and I just felt so bad for him, I couldn't stand it. I didn't know what to do. That's. I didn't mean to end the interview on a uh, on, on sort of the, the solemn note there, but that's all to say, guess what? Mike Ray Richardson's going to be at Gray Wolf Peak Casino tomorrow, and also guess what? He's going to sit down right next to me, right here on ESPN Radio. Duan is now. What a thrill for me. That ought to be so fun. I've been hearing about the guy that was the number four overall pick from Montana since I was a little kid, since I first started going to games down there at the Adams Center. So uh, what a thrill for me. We're up against this, so we got to get out. We'll be back with a little bit of a transfer portal update. What does it all mean? Not really that much, and that's what I'm trying to convey each and every day on this show. It's just a part of the circumstance of the situation that we are in right now in college sports with these extra years because of the pandemic. We'll go through who's going where lately. Right after this, keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio with special guest, Raju Zebrook. You gotta love my deep. I'm playing some mob deep just for you, bro. It's a happy Thursday to you. 
I know you got so used to my main man, Rajim Seabrook, hanging out with us here on Fridays, but now it's a moving target, which is actually sweet because we get to spice it up all the time instead of just waiting to, for Fridays to party. But you know I had to curate the playlist just for you. Son, is saucy. I yeah, love it. Gotta love it. Well, if you see behind uh, the photographs and the books and things, and you see our cards over here, it's because I'm uh, we're getting a little collection going. Rajim's son is getting into the collecting cards, so... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook him up. I'm going to give my boy's boy some stuff to get the collection rolling. I love it. Thank you, sir. Of course, man. Uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, or maybe the ESPN Montana app. Go download the ESPN Montana app if you already haven't. If you have, thank you very much. Great way to stream this show, both live and archive. Great way to watch Grizz Lacrosse. Great way to watch Grizz Hockey. We all got a, other, a whole bunch of other stuff Excuse me, coming down the pipeline. As well. Let's talk some NCAA transfer portal. We're going to keep talking about it because it keeps on churning. But I continue to try to express some of the nuance to this. I think that there's this broad narrative out there that all the guys that are entering the NCAA transfer portal, all the guys and young ladies that are entering the NCAA transfer portal are, are jumping ship or that they're trying to leave some toxic environment. There's sort of this spin that it's either kids are quitters or coaches, coaches are bad. And I think that the thing that needs to be expressed more than anything is a couple things. One, right now, college football roster management is at an all-time difficult level because you got dudes that are... There, you have a whole group of guys that are about to be redshirt sophomores in terms of their playing that have already been in school for four or five years. Like Cole Grossman for the Grizz, the tight end, he came to Montana in the class of 2018. He gray-shirted, then he redshirted in 2019, but then he got his COVID shirt in 2021. In 2020, so as a redshirt freshman in 2021, he got to be a starter as a redshirt freshman, but he's been in college for four years. That's the type of guy I'm talking about. Now you're going to have a bunch of redshirt sophomores that still have their sophomore, junior, and senior year to play that have been in school for four, if not five years. So that's, you're talking about seven years in school. That's all to say Cole Grossman is one of the guys that's a starting-level player, but there's all sorts of guys that are sort of stuck in flux. You look at the rosters right now, there's three different types of freshmen. There's the guys that were redshirts in 2019. There's the guys that came in in 2020 but didn't get to redshirt. So then if they did redshirt in 2021, that's one category. If they didn't in 2021, that's another category. So all I'm saying is Montana and Montana State, let's start with football. Both of them just wrap spring ball. Spring ball forever. This is not just a new phenomenon, not just a transfer portal phenomenon. Spring ball has been basically a proving ground, a, a way for the the bottom third of the roster is battling for their position on said roster during spring ball. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You've signed a bunch of guys in December or February. They're already coming in. Those guys are going to be a part of your roster. You got the dudes that are like the top 40 guys on your roster that you know you're going to go into the season with. But everybody else, especially with guys that are walk-ons and, and partial scholarship guys, there's going to be all sorts of movement. That's all to say that the deadline for the one-time transfer without having to sit out a year, that deadline is May 1st. That's next Monday. Both the Cats and the Grizz in football, they need to cut some of the guys on their team. So no matter how those guys are leaving the roster, it's either a conversation with, or it's a mutual agreement for a new opportunity or it's the coach saying, hey, you're going to have a really t- hard time around here if you stick around just in terms of getting on the field or it's the guy kind of realizing, 
hey, I'm tired. It's, it's ready to go. I guess what I'm saying is there's just so many different things that are causing these kids to transfer, and only one of them might be, oh, I hate the coach, or like, I don't want to work hard for my spot. There's so many other things that go into all this, and so much of it is just circumstantial. Once we don't have these lingering COVID years, once we don't have these one-time transfers, all these different things, this could clear up a little bit, but it, it, I, I guess what I'm saying is it's not all just like, oh my gosh, the house is on fire. There's a lot of nuance to a lot of this. There is. There's just, it's called life. For life sure, is right? a nuance, right? And these young people who, regardless of the sport, they want to play. And if you know that you are going to get log jammed at your position, depending on your university or college, you got to make a move. And this is when, don't take it personal. That's business. For sure. And, and, and these young athletes are making young adult business moves to put themselves in a better position to either play, succeed, or play at post-college levels. Let's look at the news from the last couple days. Gabe Solser, probably the, the number one guy that entered the transfer portal. But when you break it down, Gabe Solser informed the Montana Grizzlies when he first came to Missoula from Billings Senior, I am going to go to school for four years, get my undergraduate degree, and then I'm, I'm going to go to a different school. At the time he was pursuing med school, I'm not sure what his academic pursuit is now, but he earned his degree at Montana and thus is on the move. He had a lot of injuries. He didn't play a lot at Montana. And so people automatically gravitate towards that. But as Gabe told me in a text message, he said, man, I got my degree at Montana. I'm just following the plan I made for my life. Now, today, the news, Gabe Solcer lands at the University of Texas. So I don't know how you could possibly blame a kid when he got it done in the classroom, he overcame multiple injuries, and he earned himself an FBS offer even though he has played sparingly so far in his college career. Good on him. God bless you. May the force be with you. Peace out, Cub Scout. Go do you, young man. That's exactly right. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. So that's the news of the day as Gabe Solcer landing there. A couple more entries from MSU football, which brings us up to this number so far. Charles Brown II, who was a highly touted guy out of Dallas, Texas, who came to play for Jeff Choate, never got an opportunity to play for Jeff Choate. He's into the portal. Cole Snyder, who was a freshman offensive tackle with good size, he actually picked up offers from Portland State and Western Illinois today. So getting recruited by some other uh, FCS programs. TJ Session, that's another example. Here's another piece of the nuance. TJ Session was a dude who was committed to Fresno State, who had multiple Mountain West and Pac-12 schools calling him all the way up until National Signing Day in 2019. Well, then everybody pulled the trigger on other prospects. And with five days before National Signing Day to go, TJ Session wasn't committed anywhere. So Montana State swung for the fence. They said, we can get this FBS guy. They get him. He probably would have started as a true freshman at Montana State in 2019. Then he gets hurt and blows his knee. Then we have a pandemic year. Then coming in 2021, the dude's a redshirt freshman. He's a starting right tackle again. The dude has power five talent. Uh, now he's all healed up. He never really intended to go to Montana State. He put some time into Montana State. Well, he's into the portal for Montana State. Guess what? Offers from Oregon State and Cal yesterday. So he's getting recruited at a high level. The other guy's into the portal so far for MSU football. Demarius Hosey, a running back out of Houston, and Jamad Monroe, a wide receiver out of Seattle. So, again, not that many surprises here. Uh, so it's a lot to do about nothing. The, the big and main one from the Grizz is Gabe Solcer. We haven't really heard much other roster movement for the Grizz. I do expect some of the guys on that squad to no longer be on the squad come fall, but we'll see. One guy that we can report is Dylan McGinnis, the younger brother of Hunter McGinnis. McGinnis's both started their careers at Washington State transferred to Montana. Hunter was an all-big sky player last year at Montana while Dylan was at Wazoo. 
Dylan came here, but sounds like uh, he's got some health issues that are going to cause him to have to retire. So mm. that's one for the Grizz. But I guess what I'm saying is you're going to hear probably 10 more guys from both the Grizz and the Cats. This is just roster management. And most of it, there's not something crazy or nefarious going on. It's just the situation that we're in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I can't believe it's Thursday, April 28th. The NFL draft starts tonight, and we haven't talked about the NFL draft yet in this show. We will do that and more. NFL draft, buy, sell, plus NBA playoffs. Rajim Seabrook, Colter Nuanas, Nuanas now. Our number two coming at you. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.